Hey girl, this is Kay Marie, and I am pleased to introduce to you Essential Conversations with Kay Marie. I am joined by my beautiful and brilliant sisters, Natasha Toddy Weston and Casey Ariel. Essential Conversations is a podcast where we talk about all things essential for the Black woman. Sometimes conversations can get deep. It's painful, but I know I'm not willing to hang up who I am. Other times, we keep it light and fun for when we just need a good laugh. Yes, guys! Come on! We talk about motherhood, love, CEO moves, and celebrating all the essence and glory of Black women. So pull up, sis, join our girl chat, and get ready to leave on a natural high. I chose that song. I chose that song for the vibe of the day because Casey, you actually introduced that song to me um, because you mentioned it in your book, um, "In Pain Unseen." Whew. And as immediately as soon as I heard it, the lyrics just—I felt it so deeply. And I, I promise you, I kept like playing it on repeat and repeat and repeat. And I thought it was very fitting for our topic today, which is um, healing family trauma and how it ends here with us. Well, one, Casey, I wanted to ask you, um, because someone introduced that song to you, right? I I think you said, like, how did you how did you come across that song? Do you remember? I do. Like a lot of. I'll say non-mainstream artists, uh, Amazon Prime, which I feel like when I started listening to Amazon Prime music, I was like the only one on the earth. Like my friends were like, why aren't you on Spotify crazy? <laughs> um, but I just liked how we went through like Amazon store and watching Amazon videos and all these things. They had so much data on me. They just knew my style mm-hmm. so well. Their like recommendations were always on point. So mm-hmm. I was willing to try the music piece and like true, like true to form, like they put that to me, a few other books or a few other songs that I featured in the book um, that I never would have found otherwise in the main. Amazon Prime algorithm that pushed that one to wow. me. Wow, such a beautiful song. And the melody is just, oh. So 
Let's get into the conversation. Well, first of all, hold on. Let me let me go back and say that Toddy is not with us today. We miss her deeply, but she is celebrating our nephew's birthday, Mr. Tyler. Happy eighth birthday, my guy. I hope you have an amazing day, Toddy. I hope you are not going uh, absolutely wild and crazy trying to (laughs) get all the things together and that today flows smoothly. (laughs) And y'all have an amazing day today and we miss you. So much. Yes. All right. So let's dig in. Honestly, Casey, I had to get my mind right for this conversation uh, this morning because I knew it was something that I wanted to talk about, but I'm still going through it. Right. And so if some tears come, some tears will come. I'm going to I'm going to be raw. I'm going to be, you know, authentic. But I feel like this is a conversation that is really, really needed for us as black women, especially now that I have my daughter. I feel like everything has kind of resurfaced in a way of I need to heal that inner child so that my daughter doesn't have to go through, yeah. you know. Yep. So in a previous episode we did, I remember you said that you dropped your maiden name quickly without a thought, right? When you got married yep. and um, your dad felt some type of way about it. And he was just like, you ain't, you know, you ain't care. You just, you did it. You right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, ooh, we got to talk about that. Because mm-hmm. when I got married, let me say this. I had already knew, this is before Russ and I even met, but I knew when I got married, I was not keeping my maiden name. It was going to be Kristen Marie, yeah. whatever the new last name. <laughs> yeah. And I never yeah. expressed that to anybody, especially not my dad, because I didn't. You know, I didn't know how to really articulate why I was feeling that way, why I wanted to do that. And I didn't want to hurt his feelings or like make it seem like it was disrespectful. It was just something from me. And so, yeah, when when I got married, it was Kristen Marie Feces. No, I don't, don't want to hyphenate it, nothing. It's just, that's what it is, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I wanted to ask you, what was your reason? Before I go into my reason, what was your reason for dropping the maiden name and, and just going with the married last name yeah um I think for me it was honestly like rebellion against ownership and it's not like I had to escape it entirely because like even when I got married like while the man doesn't change anything and that's just common custom right I had to choose to change something right and at the time especially now a lot of humans have this but at the time especially I felt like I had you know, I felt like I went through a whole lot of shit mm. and I survived a whole lot of trauma and I had to, you know, play nice and hide a whole lot of resentment, right? Because I didn't break in and have some conversations with my family until I was 26, mm. right? I got married at 22, right? So, wow, you were 22? Um, I was 22, wow. four weeks after graduating from college. I remember four that. Weeks after okay. from college. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Super young. Yeah. Yeah. So it was my way of, of, of at least trying to rebel against this ownership, like I'm defined by, because I really felt like, you know, now, you know, I, I have a, I think a, a clear lens on, still how the village, you know, has poured into me and shaped me, but like, carry your last name for what? You know, like, I didn't know my grandfather like that with the DK last name. I knew historical concepts on what he did and his father did and all these things, you know, my dad, you know, loved him to pieces, you know, but at the time it's like, for what? Mm-hmm. 
So I wanted to create some new identity and I'll say like that rebellion still didn't stop when I got divorced. Like still today, my name is Casey Ariel Richardson because when I got divorced, again, it's like, damn, mm-hmm. like I don't move all the way across the continent and the country to feel safe. But I still got this blemish. Like, even if I change my last name, everybody that I've met, everybody that I work with, I have to explain this story because, again, my identity is associated with this man mm-hmm. who, again, at the time, was just like, mm-hmm. you know, what did you do for mm-hmm. me? What that? And I didn't want to revert to my dad's last mm-hmm. night. You know, so like at 20, how old was I when the divorce was finalized? I think it, I think it was 20, yeah, it was June of 2018. So I was 28. Mm-hmm. When it was fully finalized, you have to wait a whole year in North Carolina and South Carolina to even file. And then after that, it was like two mm-hmm. issues with mail correspondence getting to my parents' house about Kelly. Mm-hmm. This is crazy, right? In that instance, I chose to keep my last name, not because of him, because I have built an identity right. across the globe, across my organization, um, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just like, again, like, why do I have to like have this blemish and residue? Like in California, nobody knows this dude, you know. So I kept it going, and now like still, like, a lot of people that have met me since, like they have no association to this man, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I, I still feel like all of my strides have been an incomplete solution because I, it's still like the only thing that is mine. I feel is Casey Ariel, you know, which is why I've more recently just branded myself as Casey Ariel and slowly like certain things. I'm slowly working to tra- because once I get married again, right. the same is gonna happen right. again. I just personally have a um, it's just tough for me to like settle with that, knowing that men don't have to do the same thing when they make these like marital commitments and, and leave them, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's good. Um, mm. that's crazy. I, I used to like. <laughs> my dad used to joke and be like, "Are you gonna keep your last name?" Made the man change it. I'm like. Nah. <laughs> but, but some women do that, which I think, okay, girl, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Whatever whatever floats your boat, boo. But I just, yeah. me personally, the reason why I decided to drop my maiden name was because, kind of like you said, like, I didn't know them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and... Going further into my, my healing journey and when I started going to therapy, I learned more about secondary trauma. And it's, for those who may not know, it's basically feeling the trauma that didn't happen to you, but someone very closely to you, right? And you feel like it happened for yeah. yourself. And so my father had a very, very traumatic and just unfair upbringing. And as I learned more about his childhood and his journey, it made me kind of like mad that that was his last thing. Like in so many, so many times I honestly want, and I never expressed this to him, but I kind of wanted him to re-identify himself. Cause I was like, what, what did that name serve you? It came with so much trauma. It came with so much hatred. It came with so much just sadness, right? And and he's still he yeah. is still healing from it. You know what I mean? And and so yeah. I would take it on as secondary trauma. I would take it on like it happened to me. So I'm I'm mad at everybody in the family. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if there was mm-hmm. ever a time that I saw family, if we were ever together, you know, I'm I'm like even though this is my daddy, this is, you know, my big, strong, macho man daddy, I'm still the, 
the protector. Like, come near yeah. my daddy and see, <laughs> and see what you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I'm like that with both my parents, but but I guess just from learning more and more and more because of course you know he's he wasn't going to reveal so much to me as a young age you know because I was there were times I was just too young to understand and process you know what I mean um but then there were some things that I saw for myself at the time I thought it had nothing to do with my dad you know as a kid so I remember um I have an older sister and an older brother on my dad's side and um but we didn't grow up together in the same home and so when we did get all together, my brother was raised in Texas. When he would come, you know, to South Carolina, it would be like this big thing, this big celebratory thing. That's when I would see the family. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know you had a brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my, that was my dad's firstborn. And so <laughs> what I've come to learn is that if my dad's like mom and sister, you know, that, that's how the family was fond of my brother's mama. Right. So then when my mama come along, which is years later, because my brother is like, I don't even know how many years apart we are, but years later. Right. You know, my mom comes around and she's this, you met my mama. She's this nice, the nicest woman. You know what I mean? And at times I would get mad because she was so nice. Like, bro, this woman just said, you know what I mean? Oh, that's just, you know, that's just who she was. And and honestly, I feel like God places people in your life and who can handle, like she was therapeutic for my dad. I know in many ways, but the times when my dad wanted to just, you know, go off or whatever, like my mom was the calm to the storm, you know what I mean? But she had to take on so much from, but anywho, going back to, uh, when I would see the family yeah it was like when my brother came to town mostly yeah and then it was just kind of like okay so I only see them when my brother comes this is me at five trying to figure out all you know what I mean like so I do have another family but I only see them (laughs) when my brother comes and then I remember there was a time when um my sister lived with us for for a little while and again, very young age, and it would be like my aunt would come and like pick her up, maybe for like for a sleepover or something. That's nasty. And said nothing about me, nothing about me. And I'm like, so at a young age, I'm already thinking to myself, like, damn, am I not good enough to, like, why they don't like me? You know right. what I'm saying? I'm not old enough to process that. Is bigger than me. You know what we talked about in a, in, a, in another episode, like when people are feeling some type of way towards you and they're when you know, when the, the energy is off, it's most likely always bigger than you. And so at the time, I couldn't process that. Like, this is a little girl, it's six years old, trying to figure out why my grandmother didn't want a relationship with me, why my auntie didn't want to ever pick me up to go, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, so... I had to do a lot of healing from that. And I I think, Casey, that that's why I've had, like, abandonment and rejection issues, even growing into an adult. Of course. You know what I mean? Because I did not, I didn't do the inner child work yet. Of course. You know? So, like, when friendships ended, when relationships ended, especially if dude was cheating, if, you know what I mean? Like, just crazy. I would yeah. take it so to the heart 
and it would hurt so deeply. And I used to think I was like weird because of how much it affected me. You know, like I would see other people go through breakups or whatever and they, you know, bounce back. You know what I mean? But for me, it would, it really took a toll on me. Like I would get into a depression, you know, I would have a lot of anxiety. I would just cry uncontrollably. And now that I'm 31, I realize all of that had to do with the inner child. You know what I mean? Like it, those, those feelings were triggering again, you know? And so I wanted to name this conversation of healing family trauma because I wanted to end here with us. I wanted to end with, with this generation, with my generation here. I don't want my daughter to ever feel the way that I used to as a little girl. And nobody could explain this to her, to me. You know what I mean? Nobody could explain, you know, why my grandmother couldn't say my name. Girl, that I think, I think that was my beginning of the pet peeve. Like, she used to call, she called me Christian. Like, bro, that's not my name. <laughs> and I remember you said that pee for mm-hmm. you, but this unpacks mm-hmm. why. Like, that's mm-hmm. deep. Mm. Even when I got married, Case, even when I got married, she didn't show up. And the only reason why I invited her was to respect my father. You know what I mean? Like, I, at the very beginning, I told them, I was like, one, you know, it was during the pandemic, and I was like, a lot of people cannot be there because we need to have social distancing. But I also right. said, right. I only want people there who know me, know my husband, and always show love for us in our journey, period, right? And right. she's never she's never been around like that. You know what I mean? Not for me. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I invited her just to, you know, please, please and honor my father. But she didn't show up. And I personally think she didn't show up because she was trying to invite my dad's sister to come, you know, to be her plus one. And because we told her, like, there's no plus one. So, you know, if you come, mm-hmm. we'll make arrangements for you to, you know, to be there if, if you can't drive yourself or whatever. We had so many options. My brother could go pick her up. My dad could go pick her up. What You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, and I was like, uh... Her daughter definitely could not show up at my wedding. Like that was a that was a hell no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because she's disrespected mm-hmm. my my when I say my family, my immediate my me and my parents too many times. Like she's come up in the house and then right. peep a word to my mother. Mm-mm. Like excuse me, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. you got to go. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, right. And so I am still. You know, I'm still on my healing journey with all of that because, especially with my grandmother, because now I feel like I am more so extending grace. You know, as as much as I want to be mad and as much as I want, I have been sad. Um, and we've actually had this conversation before, Casey. I think it was like on IG Live or something before, but like ex- learning how to extend grace because mm-hmm. of their journey, right? Mm-hmm. I later, as an adult, found out that she didn't even have an example of a mother. Um, my grandmother is, uh, one of, is it five? I think girls and mama left them with their dad. So they never had an example of a mom, you know? And my grandmother was the only Mm -hmm. one to have children out of all the sisters. 
the only one. I think everybody yeah. else was like, nah, this because of their journey, because of their upbringing, you know? That's they, deep, right? And so later on, you know, as an adult, I began to think that, you know, she just probably did the best that she knew how to do. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm, I'm not going to excuse her for, like, her actions now, like not showing up to my wedding or not even congratulating me on my first child. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. Yep. But I'm just, I'm not mad about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know my parents are probably, you know, upset about it. Because this is, you know, their daughter, their baby girl. And, you know, he's supposed to show love, mm-hmm. especially times like these when, when mm-hmm. so much goes wrong and people are dying left and right. Like, if you have something to celebrate, celebrate that, you know? Yep. And so, yeah, it's a lot to unpack, but I am choosing to be on this healing journey. I'm choosing to heal from secondary trauma, from first degree trauma that I experienced as a little girl you know what I mean so that my daughter you know and if we have more they never have to experience you know what we went through so yeah I just I just wanted your your input on why you you changed you dropped your last name man it's so much in what you said Kristen like so 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 much like like I've been there of you know doing it for the sake of being doing right by family and, and you know just wanting to include folk in the celebratory times or whatever but you know I, I finally got into the place where I just want to be safe <laughs> you know like like I don't even want to fake the funk man I just want to be safe and then making you feel included um so that you get the opportunity to hurt me mm-hmm. means that I don't feel worth right. it you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying like mm-hmm. It's not, you know, like, um, but but I feel you, like, my grandmother, my father's mother, um, you know, I haven't talked to her in, right now, it's been four years. Before that four-year mark, it happened three years, because, so, we, we talked again for the first time, is when, so first, okay, so, like, you know, college, seven years ago. You know, she had done things repeatedly throughout my life. She even raised me, you know, <clears throat> but she had done things repeatedly in my life to try to break me. Like she hated the fierceness and spirit that I had. She hated the fact that, you know, no matter how, how many times she cowered over me and slapped the crap out of my face and whatever, I would still look back at her. Never bucking at her or whatever, but like she just couldn't break my spirit and she wanted to very heavily, you know, because my dad, I think, still is afraid of her, you know. You know, he winces when she comes around and she hated the fact, and I have a lot of my mother in me, you know, but she hated the fact that she couldn't break my spirit, you know, uh, so she was very ugly to me throughout my entire life. And I always told my dad, too, like, your mom, your mom is evil, you know, but he's afraid, that's his mom, he's afraid of her, right? So he protecting me, or be afraid to show up and protect me, you know, and so... So I stopped talking to her, you know, um, at some point in my marriage, even because she was doing wild stuff. Like she would be calling, I would answer the phone and trying to get information and stuff. And then going around the community talking crap about his family. And say, you know, just crazy stuff. I'm like, girl, like I'm protecting this house. I'm going to have to tell, you know, like she didn't answer her phone. I was calling, and I saw it in her, on her voicemail. In this house, like, please. And I'm literally, this is my grandma. I'm like, please keep our name out of your mouth. Okay. Like, <laughs> like, you know, and she like. You know, she took that very negatively, obviously. I mean, you know, she called me and was like, let me tell you something about being a woman. You don't know what being a woman is. No woman would call somebody in a voicemail and say, you know, 
don't talk blah 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 blah. Like just trying to be bare and I'm like, okay, however you took it, Granny, but I mean that. Like like this is my marriage, this is my you know, whatever. But after that because now you're like seeping past, like you're really trying to destroy. You know, even though I'm in Charlotte, you're really trying to destroy my family unit. Now the unit still, you know, came to a dissolve. So when I left to be safe after being abused, I told my dad, I said, "Pops, do not tell her where I am," because I knew, like, if I'm trying to leave, like, if I'm going 2,700 miles to be yeah. safe, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So that, like, literally only, like, five people knew where I was going. Like, out of all the people that I know, you know, I'm like, do not tell her because it would threaten mm-hmm. you know? And I was in California maybe a month before I got a DM from somebody I went to high school with that I haven't talked to since then. Like, a dude. I was talking to DM me and said, hey, Casey, I heard that um, you moved to California you and Jerry doing okay? And I'm like, what? And I'm freaking out, you know? And, and I was like, who told you that? He said, my father. How he know? Like, your father? You know? So I immediately, yep, I immediately hit up my pops. And my mom put him in a cruise message. And I was very serious, Kristen, because again, like, it got to a point where my safety was more important. <laughs> like, you know? Like, literally feeling safe. And I said, did one of y'all tell Granny that I live in California? Mm. My mom was like, I ain't saying nothing. My dad was like, man... It was like, you know, she kept pressing me and pressing me and pressing me. I needed a ride from the doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, I fell for it. You know, it's the whole ride. She's like, I just want her to blah, 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 blah. And he told her. And then um, there was some funeral and she went around. And everybody said, oh, yes, Casey. It's like, the sky's the is as proud. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't even talk to her. Like, girl, you didn't even right. know where I was. You know, I didn't, you know. But told everybody there, uh, uh, a funeral that, Jerry was at, his family was at, you know, like, let's know what she was doing, you know? And I, I believe he knew I meant it because since then his movement has been different. I told my daddy then, I said, I'm going to protect myself even if you don't. Mm. I said, I'm changing my number today. And if you cannot respect my wishes, you won't even have it. Mm. And I never had to, you know, but I had to prioritize my own safety. Uh, and I did change the number. Um, and he didn't share. And like literally since then, when she'll call and as when I came up with my book, she why you? He's like, you know, we don't talk about Casey. Or if I call him, he'll go outside. Like, but he, yeah, yeah. Girl is not shut down. She can't control. You know, she can't hurt you. You know, like, but he's just been so afraid of, of protecting me because he felt unprotected mm-hmm. from her. Right? Yeah. In 2018, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, and I still wanted to protect myself. I'm in California. But I do love her, you know? So I sent a letter. Uh, I actually sent it to my parents' house to send to her because I'm like, I don't want her to have my address, you know? And, and like a gift, whatever. And then a couple months in, um, I think she was in remission at this point. She, she, she recovered really quickly. She's really tough woman, really, really tough woman. I went, I flew down, I went to see her. And when I was in there, her sisters and I came to the house or whatever, just wanted to talk or whatever. And she like didn't talk a lot. She was just mm-hmm. looking, you know, and probably being nervous about what to say. And while we were talking, when I'm talking to her sister, she was rubbing me on her back. And like my grandma has never been an affectionate person. Like none of that. Like fall scratch, you know, but if anything, she's mm-hmm. one giving me the welts and the slaps mm-hmm. and the, you know, whatever. She started rubbing me on my back. And so I looked at her and I was like, You okay? Mm-hmm. You know, and she's just like and she started the tears started flowing. And I'm like, would you like to say something? Because for real though, you know what I'm saying? Like I am still protecting Casey. Like, you know, like you can you can learn to articulate your you know. Absolutely. You know? And she just shook her head no. But you know what she wanted to say. That was the last time. But she but she wouldn't, you know. And I I'm telling you, I've tried over and over and over. And even even going when I got depressed as freshman 
in college, you know, like thinking about all the stuff that happened to me growing up with her, you know, and how like she really, I went to her in college, you know, freshman year. I was like, look, this is what happened to me. This is how you made me feel. This is how I felt when you would, every time you introduce us to people say, yes, this is Casey and Corey and their mother was brutally murdered when she was just one and I took them in safe. Like you are literally like rich traumatizing us. Every time we meet somebody, so that you can feel like a hero, but you never, you never, that's how we felt. You never pulled out pictures of my mama. You never... Like, put us in counseling. You never held me when I cried about her, but you bring this up. You know what I'm saying? Like, once a week when we meet people so that people, you know, girl, she looked at me. She said, I sure did. She was like, in your line, you know, like, you were too young to feel that way. Why are you being dramatic, blah, blah, blah. Listen, that was it are for me, serious? dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was it for me. But, but she was raised in a very toxic household, right? So, she had cancer. Mm-hmm. I was done again because, right? Like you have not, like I can't, I can't carry this for us. You, you didn't open your mouth. You still can't. I sick. You know, you might feel remorse, but I'm still gonna protect myself from you. And I wasn't wrong. Like later that year, my mom's mom died, uh, and I went to the funeral. I flew down to go to the funeral, and my grandma showed up at the end of the funeral. It was almost like she watched or something. For it was the end of the funeral. She showed up. It's everybody walking down. She comes in in a gown, like all regal and stuff. And yeah, walking up the aisle, everybody's leaving. And she grabbed me and she was like, come, come, let me introduce you to people. And I'm like, did you find my mom? Did you say, she's like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, she's like, this is my granddaughter. You know, this is Corey. And like literally leaving Kiki mm-hmm. and Jeremy, my brother's on the side. Yeah. That's a show. And um, like ranting and raving about, yeah, like all she's done. I, saw, I looked at her again and I said, this ain't the time, mm-hmm. you know? And um, like my friend, everybody scared her. My friends was hitting me, like hoping them. I was like, Casey, and I'm like, no, nah, like this ain't the time. And I said, well, come on, Corey, let's go, you know. And so we started following me, and she like came behind my feet, and she was like, and you don't call, you don't check on your grandma, blah blah blah. And I turned around and looked at her, <laughs> and I said, I'm gonna tell you again, now is not the time. And then she like got, you know, and we just and I said, and I got with Kiki and Jeremy, and we went to the funeral, like to the burial site. Still, she ain't said none of my mama. She ain't confided, consoled, none of us. And then we got to the burial site, parked close to us, and we're walking to the burial site. And my grandma got a car and she was acting like she was stumbling. Now, when she came into the funeral, she's like, I'm in remission. Like, this is my last treatment today. And she looked gorgeous, like, just flawless, right? Like, this was a show, you know? She's stumbling and she's like, oh, oh, you know? And she's like, can you walk with me? I said, I'm walking with my siblings. And then Corey went over there and grabbed her, you know. So he stayed back with her in the back, you know, whatever. And we were leaving the funeral part. We're going back to the car. And she tried to do the same thing. She's like, come back. Y'all stay back and help your granny. (laughs) Corey, don't follow me. Like, do what you want to do. But I'm going to the car. I was like, I'll wait for you if you want me to. And I got in the car. And I don't know what my grandma said to Corey when it was walking. But he left her right there walking. He said, nah, let's go. Mm. (laughs) Um, But she just, you know, like, it's just like, and it's not on me. And it's not on me to fix that, right? Like, she got her own journey. So, yeah, like, it's just not... And, and, and you want to have to tell my father, like, if you, even if you don't protect me, I'm going to protect myself. You don't even have my number. It is, it is that deep. Because this woman wants to destroy me. Like, she... For what? Because whatever she's feeling, right? And, like, I can't let that happen. And I would lie a lot. But, you know, family trauma is deep. But, you know, I was on the other side of it too, Christian. You know, I hear and I feel it, you know? Like, and I know I, know I feel the same thing when I have my babies, like... Wanting to protect them from the trauma I, I, I have experienced, you know. And if, but if I keep it a book, the trauma that I experienced stuff and still experience, I know it's from my mother. Like I know it. Like, like it's in my bones. Like it's in my bones. <laughs> like, 
it is it's hereditary, much like my, our smiles are the same, and our teeth are the same, and our nails are the same. Our like, I feel her trauma. Wow. Yeah, that's deep, case. That's so deep. That's so deep. And and the fact, let me commend you on this. I I have never heard at such a young age, even as a young adult. Like I, I think it took me until moving here, right, um, close to thirty. When I was like, I'm protecting my peace at all costs. I had to literally physically remove myself from my family. You know what I mean? From friends, from to learn Mm -hmm. how to protect my peace at all costs. Right. And that's, that shit's hard. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because like, like, like even your dad was afraid of your mom. Like he's so used to this dynamic of a relationship. He didn't know how to protect his own self. 100%. You know what I mean? And, and you said, look, 100%. if you can't protect me, I'm going to protect myself. And that's deep. That's so deep. I hope that other, um, more black women are listening to this and can take from that because there's so many of us who hasn't reached that yet, who hasn't reached that level of freedom. That, you know what I'm saying? It's just hard, man. That's just hard. But... I am, I can say this now, I am taking every day that I have on this earth to make sure that I am one healing from everything that I experienced, mm-hmm. every, everything, even that traumatized me, you know, s- secondary trauma, everything that I've been affected mm-hmm. by, I make sure that I am healing so that the generation, this legacy that I'm building with my husband will not feel that. You know what I mean? And not not to say that they're yeah. not going to go through their own journey of trauma or whatever, but I don't want them to have my trauma. I don't want them to have my dad's trauma. I don't want them to have my mom's trauma. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't carry that. And I wish somebody, I wish I was wise enough and more transparent at a younger age so that somebody could have told me, Kristen, you can't carry that. Because I did, man. I, I carried so much of the hurt that was put on my family. Like, bro, why? We don't do nothing to nobody. And you hate us. Yep. And you try to hurt us. You know what I'm like? What? Yep. You know, even even now, I'm still trying to help my mom heal because there is a relationship um, with her that changed drastically I mean complete 180 mm-hmm. and she doesn't she still doesn't know how to cope with it you know what I mean like I have conversations with her all the time and, I, and I'm trying to be like mom you gotta let it go you gotta let it go and as much as I'm saying that I don't know how I would feel if I was her you know what I mean like if I mm-hmm. had that relationship that was so so close and so strong and then one day it's yep. just gone. You know what I mean? And yep. for me, again, it was it was like protecting my peace at this point. Because when I saw that particular person, I, I don't speak anymore. I didn't speak. Mm-hmm. And they felt it. And, and, and I know that they said something to, I don't know if it was my grandparents or even my mom or whatever. But it was like, you know, Kristen didn't speak to me when I, why? Why? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, if mm-hmm. all there is is negative energy when you come around, why? Mm-hmm. I'm protecting my peace. I'm protecting my mental wellness. And I'm only giving my energy out to people who deserve it. 
You don't deserve it because you're older than me. You don't deserve it because, you know, because you're related to me. I feel like people, adults, right? And I don't, and, and I love that we can have this conversation now because I want to make sure that when, when I get older, I don't feel entitled to have, you know, a, a younger niece's respect or, you know, relationship just because I'm her elder. You know what I mean? If you treat me like shit, I'm not going to force no kind of relationship with you, period. Mm-hmm. Period. If if you're jealous of me going to college and graduating and becoming an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. like, bro, I don't need that energy. I don't. So to yep. protect my peace and protect yours too, because there's a lot of energy just to be mad, bro. Let's, let's be honest. I'm going to peacefully remove myself from this, from this situation, from this relationship. You know what I mean? And And I pray that you heal, but I can't carry that. I cannot carry it. You know, and and so I just I just hope that this conversation I know it will resonate with a lot of with a lot of women, but I hope that it will encourage us as well to protect your peace at all costs and to protect that inner child, man. Protect that inner child and and heal that oh. inner child, so that you know the generations after us that they, they're not they're. They have, they're going to have their own stuff to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Life just gives us mm-hmm. <laughs> shit to deal with. They don't need to carry our hurt too. Mm-hmm. You know? You know? So, yeah, this is, oh, this conversation was just much, much needed. needed. Right. This is so dope. Much needed. And I, and yeah. I didn't even know how even just talking about it with you right now was just going to even further heal me. Right. Likewise, you know, but I knew I could, I could have this conversation and we do miss Toddy, of course, but I knew I could have this conversation with you because I'm safe enough to be that vulnerable and, and, you know, be unfiltered and and say shit that I'm just, be unshameless about, you know what I mean? Like I don't have a relationship with my father's side of the family and that's okay. There's so many people who don't, you know what I mean? But I'm, I'm taking the higher road to heal and to not have hatred and resentment anymore towards them you know what yep. I mean? it is what it is it is what it is period period and kudos to you Kristen for you know getting to this point in your life where you are doing real work because it takes mm-hmm. work it ain't no switch right mm-hmm. to uh to be okay mm-hmm. with that to be okay with what's not not just what it is but what's not you know and I, and I know it, it feels like you've lost so much time and all that stuff but I'll tell you from my side of the table Getting to the point where you understand those things so young, like, it could cost you your life, you know? Like, I went through, I wouldn't wish on nobody, you know? Like, I survived it. I think God, I survived it, Absolutely. you know? But, like, those reckonings and, and those realizations around, like, character flaws and family members that are raising me and I got no escape from it, you know? Like, that shit could have killed me, you know? Like, I'm, I'm happy to be alive mm-hmm. you know like and thriving the I shit bet. where i like change my number and, like don't give it out like i survived yeah. a, a a domestic violence situation where like I, I was fleeing for my life you know so where you are right now was destined you know like you can't arrive mm-hmm. like there's no way possible like the universe will always make provision for you and in your journey was what it needed to be even me mm-hmm. you know my journey was what it needed to be and I don't wish it on nobody mm-hmm. you know like if, that, if that's what it took for me to get where I am and, and break that those many yokes mm-hmm. you know that many mm-hmm. yokes that came down from my mother and her mother and her mother and her mother because it's a lot of shit I'm grateful for 
Um, but it took it took it was a cost to it, you know. So Absolutely. I celebrate you where you are. You ain't late. It ain't you know like it's you right on Thank time. You, mama. Thank you, Mama. Well, I appreciate you always. I love you deep. Likewise. Um, Love you too. I just thank you for holding space for me to have these kind of conversations because you can't you can't talk about this with everybody. You know what I mean? Like some people, even who still deal with family trauma, like they're not in a space to to, they they kind of normalize the trauma Mm -hmm. and don't fix Mm -hmm. it for themselves or don't protect their own peace. So it's just kind of like it is what it is. So Mm -hmm. when when they hear other people talk about it, like. Man, you know what I mean? Like, it's nothing. But yep. it should yep. be like that. It's not right. Yep. Even if you try to normalize it, even right. if you try to like brush it off, it's not right. It's not right. So, hmm. yep. well, that is all that I have for y'all today. Uh, I did want to shout out another listener who gave us a review. Yay. <laughs> this is from Kiyasha. She says, listen, all my life I have needed these conversations to be had out loud with black women. I am a forever subscriber to this potty. If you need an extra reminder from your sisters that we are not superheroes, though we're magic, that we are not alone, turn the volume up on this podcast while you're in the car, the shower, meditation room, the bed, wherever, because your soul will thank you. Thank you to the brilliant, kind souls behind the creation of this safe space. Peace and love to you all. Mm. Thank you, Mama. Chills. What a review. Thank you, Mama. Thank you so much for listening. Man, I went out of my Mm. life. That's deep. That was deep, man. Thank you so much for that review. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in and supporting and sending us dms and all we we love it all we appreciate it all and it truly means everything to us that y'all are listening and supporting and and that these conversations are resonating right because we're doing this so that we can all find freedom and heal you know so we appreciate y'all casey if you don't have anything else to say i mean we can wrap this up sis not as everything mm-hmm. mama thank you so much for holding space for me too you know so like I feel lighter. Mm, I feel absolutely. lighter. What a way to start our Sunday, our week. <laughs> well, we love y'all. Um, appreciate y'all. And Tati, we miss you and love you. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.